Oh yeah. Oh, you did it. You clicked on the Osway Bar Podcast. A podcast dedicated to growth. We know we're not supposed to be stuck. We're designed to grow and be all that God has called us to be. We post every Monday and Wednesdays. Mondays is a segment I call Monday Message. This is where your home messages for me. Wednesday segment, that's one of my favorites. This is a segment called Wednesday's Word from the Wise. This is where I get to sit down with amazing guests and draw from their wisdom, experiences, and anointing, all for the purpose of growing. So if you're ready, I said if you're ready, growth fanatics, let's do it! guys welcome back so glad i hope you guys are enjoying season three of the sweet bar podcast uh very very excited and glad to see what the lord is doing so obviously we uh post every monday and wednesdays mondays our monday segment monday message and wednesdays are wednesday's word from the wise so today you got a message from me and i'm gonna break this down we're in our series getting in focus and this is part two so uh, we're, uh, if you haven't listened, part one, we're talking about living a quiet life. Um, and you get two things from a quiet life. You get direction and growth. So we're focused on getting direction in part one. And we see that we can hear God clearly when we are living a quiet life. You know, he's going to give us his direction. And that's a key point, his direction. And sometimes it seems opposite. Uh, but when we trust his nature, his good nature, we're going to see the blessings on the other side. Now that's faith, you know, in saying yes to his direction and trusting his nature. Um, you're, uh, you'll see faithfulness and in faithfulness, you're going to see growth. So when you operate in faith, saying yes to what he's telling you, you're operating in faithfulness and in faithfulness, you're going to see growth. So remember, there's two things you get from a quiet life. You get direction and you get growth. So we're going to dive right in. Our foundation of scripture that we're standing on, getting in focus, is First Thessalonians 4.11. It says, make it your goal to live a quiet life, minding your own business and working with your hands, just as we instructed you. So I'm going to pray and we're going to dive right in. So Father God, we just give thanks. Lord, we just ask our hearts to be open to your word. And we just thank you, Lord, that you're going to speak to us right now. Lord, thank you for getting us to a place of focus, Lord, on what you're calling us in this season of life to do. I thank you, Father God, that it doesn't have to be complicated, but Lord, it's simple. It's simple. So we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so faithfulness equals growth. And this is what I mean by that. In Matthew chapter 25, verse 23, this is uh, just to give you context. You know, the master gave, uh, you know, different uh, talents, you know, to uh, his people according to their capacity and what they could take. So he gave one, you know, five, one, three, and the other one, one. And so again, according to what they can handle, and this is powerful. Matthew 25, 23, this is what he's saying to the one that he gave five, and I believe it was two, not three, but the one he gave two. And he says, the master said, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. So growth in your life, is going to come through faithfulness, Right. Just like we were talking about and getting in focus part one, when you are living a quiet life, you're going to get his direction. You're going to get direction of what he's calling you to do right now or what he's calling you to focus on. 
And when you're faithful in what he's given you, it may be small. It may be different than what you are envisioning or dreaming about. But when you're faithful, you're going to see growth in your life. You're going to see growth. You're going to see change, right? Uh, one, one way, uh, I love this uh, quote by Ray Kroc, and I think this is one way that can best you know, show an analogy of this. He says, I was an overnight success, but 30 years is a long, long night. So again, you may be seeing something that's like in your dream or what you're focusing on, but the Lord is leading you in another direction. I'm telling you, if you would trust his direction and be faithful with what he's calling you to do right now, you're going to see an overnight success in your life. You're going to see an overnight success in your life. I'm going to say that again. You're going to see an overnight success in your life, but that comes through faithfulness. You know, the person that received five talents, I don't believe he started there. I believe he was faithful with one and increased the more. So the more that we stay faithful in what he's given us right now, I'm telling you, you are going to see growth. You know, I have a mentor who spoke in my life about these three words. You know, this was a person who just handled a lot of things, man. He's doing a lot. And it's just his capacity is so high. And I'm like, man, I want to learn from you. How do, how do I become like that? And he told me these three words, focused, rhythm, momentum. I'm going to say it again, focused, rhythm, momentum. You won't see momentum, which is growth in your life if you don't have rhythm, right? Being faithful to the rhythm. You won't have a rhythm if you're not focused. uh, Yeah, if you're not focused. Getting in focus requires us to get, have direction from the quiet place. Right. So let me break this down for you. You know, rhythm is the the main part we're going to hit on. Rhythms are like habits, right? They're consistent. They have a pattern. You know, I was uh, on the Deeply Rooted podcast, uh, Deeply Rooted Ministries podcast with Eduardo, and he gave me an opportunity to talk about, uh, you know, uh, share on his series. And I was bringing out this example that uh, my buddy Colin showed me. And this was awesome. Because he's a drummer, and like, I don't know if you guys have ever heard things that are offbeat, like, it doesn't sound right, it doesn't sound attractive, right? But when you can get to a place of, you can follow what I'm doing because you're following the rhythm, right? There's a rhythm in place. If you want to see growth in your life, you got to have a good rhythm, right? You got to have a rhythm of what you're doing. So let me give you an example. Like right now I'm, I'm on this health kick and uh, I'm just, it's my goal this year to, to drop some weight, man, to get back in shape. And the thing is, that's my focus, right? That is something I'm focusing on. And so if I'm going to see growth in that area, it's my focus. Now I got to have a rhythm out of that. So what does that rhythm look like, right? It's gym and diet. So for me, I go to the gym uh, in the early mornings. So what does that mean? That means I have to go to bed early. Right there's some habits and boundaries I got to put in place, right? There, uh, me, that means I'm not going to eat out all the time. That I'm going to eat what uh, Ella and I cook. You know, there's a rhythm being in place, right? You got to have something that's going to help support your focus. You know, so whatever you say yes to, whatever God's giving you direction to focus on right now, whatever you're saying yes to, you're going to have to defend with a thousand no's. 
you're going to have to defend with a thousand no's. That's powerful, right? Because like, you're not going to see the momentum of the growth in your life if there is no rhythm supporting your focus. And again, here's, it's not to get legalistic, you know, um, meaning like you beat yourself up because you get out of rhythm or if you miss something. No, you find rhythm and just follow the Matthew 25, 23 principle. Be faithful in the little, then much more will be given. Let me give an example. So like if you've never been to the gym in your life, don't expect yourself to go five days a week. Start small. And as you start small, you'll grow. Like if you haven't ran three miles, don't try run, you know, start small, start by walking, right? When you're faithful in the little, then much more will be given. So faithfulness equals growth. But let me say this, faithfulness is quiet, right? We're talking about living a quiet life. Being faithful is quiet. You see a person who loses a lot of weight, right? It's like, man, where did that come from? It's like an overnight success, right? It came through faithfulness in the gym and diet. It's quiet. I have a friend who's just learned French, and it's awesome to see her begin to speak and just so eloquent. It's awesome. But where does that come from? Person learning a new language. It's faithful in class and study. It's quiet. A person who earns, earns more money or gets a promotion, it's like, whoa, where did that come from? Or, oh, man, that's awesome. It came from being faithful and learning a new skill set. It came through faithfulness and serving. What is it? That's quiet. Let me give you another example of that, right? In Matthew chapter 6, 1 through 6, it says, watch out. Don't do your deeds publicly. What is that? That's loud. To be admired by others, for you will lose the reward your father in, uh, from your father in heaven. When you give to someone in need, don't do as the hypocrites do, blowing trumpets in the synagogues, synagogues and streets to call attention to their actions of charity. What is that? That's loud, loud. I tell you the truth. They have received all the reward they will ever get. But when you give to someone in need, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. It's quiet. Give your gifts in private. What is that? That's quiet. And your father who sees you will reward you. Being faithful is quiet. But when you're faithful, you'll see growth. Right? Verse 5, it says, When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on the street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them loud. I tell you the truth. That is all the reward they will ever get. Verse 6, But when you pray, Go away by yourself, quiet. Shut the door behind you, quiet. And pray to the Father in private, quiet. Then your Father, who sees everything, will reward you. Man, when it comes to following and being faithful to what God has given you direction on, it requires us to live a quiet life. It's not the sexiest thing but it's sexy in the kingdom of God. It's attractive in the kingdom of God when you can learn to live a quiet life. So in the quiet life, as we're going to begin to just be faithful, right? In the quiet life, we need to make sure our attitudes are on, on check because here's the deal. I've seen people who are just like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be faithful. And truthfully, I've done this before too, where I, I'm like, all right, I know the key is to be faithful, but then I become faithful with a bad attitude. And that's not what I'm saying. That's not, let me just say that again. That is not what I'm saying. 
I'm not saying that you have to, you know, strive in your own strength and just, you know, you're grumpy and upset and offended and hurt. Like, no, 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 no. You got to do this in a place of love and you got to do this in the place of, you know, I'm just going to be full of joy in being where I'm at. You know, I think last week uh, I talked about Joseph, right? Joseph was in prison. Joseph was in, uh, was a slave. But in that time, I can guarantee he operated with excellence and he operated with a good attitude, right? So if you're in a place right now in a season where God's calling you to be faithful in, he's, you, you're in the quiet place. He's giving you direction and it's just like, man, okay, fine, I'll, I'll do it. It's not enough just to do it, but it's to do it with joy. Do it with the, with the peace and the assurance that there's a promise at the end of this. So adjusting our attitudes, right? Colossians chapter three, verse 23 through 24 says, work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward and that the master you are serving is Christ. It's Christ. You know, you have to have a good attitude. If you're having a bad attitude, you need to get back in the quiet place. You need to live a quiet life. And this is what I'm saying, because in Psalms chapter 16, verse 11, it says, in thy presence is fullness of joy. If you're upset, busted, offended, you may be in the presence, but you haven't maybe allowed the encounter of God to wreck your life. Because I'm telling you, in his presence is fullness of joy. So when you work as to the Lord, then for people, you're going to, that's going to be the secret sauce to understand, you know, when I'm, when I'm getting directions from my boss, I at times have to remind myself, I'm not really just getting directions from him. I'm getting directions from the Lord. I need to serve my boss as his unto the Lord. When you're being, when God's calling you to be faithful in something that you think is so insignificant, you need to remember that you're not doing this for man. You're doing this for the Lord. Let me give you an example, man. I was a, a, a junior high, uh, you know, assisting my uh, youth pastor at this time as a junior high leader. And I was able to kind of pastor this group where we split off and, you know, we met on Wednesday nights and I was able to have my own junior high group. It was at, it started out with five young junior hires, man. And, you know, me and my team, we were able to grow that to like 25 folks. And it was awesome, man. It was going really, really good. Things were rocking and rolling. But I remember the time my youth pastor kind of sat me down and just said, hey, Sway, thank you for everything you've done. It's been awesome. It's been great. But we actually need to combine our services. So thank you for building this up and doing what you're doing. But we actually need to combine this. Man, I'll be honest. I was so hurt. I was like, oh, you know, it, it hurt my pride. It hurt me. I'm like, I built this thing. I got, uh, you know, I was given so much opportunities to operate as a pastor in this place. And now I'm just asked just to help. It hurt, man. I, but truthfully, I was in my pride. And I remember having to get back into the quiet place and remembering that this direction wasn't even from the pastor. It was from God. Oh, man, I'm telling you. Because I remember there was a lot of noise. I had good people in my life that, you know, were friends and they're, you know, people that I allowed in my life. And they were even telling me like, oh, you know, that pastor's jealous or, oh man, that guy, you know, and they were just going on and on and on. And I'm like, oh gosh, 
there was so much noise, I had to quiet myself and get back to the quiet place, get rid of the toxic, get rid of the noise, get rid of the mess, and just hear, God, what do you have? And you know what? At the end of it, it's not my ministry, it's the Lord's. And at the end of it, that direction is ultimately from God. It's he who promotes. So I remember when I was given this direction, I'm like, man, okay, I got in the quiet place. I found joy. I found, you know, a passion for it. And so when I went to talk to my team, it wasn't like this sorry letdown, but it was came from a place of excitement. Man, it was so cool. I was able to tell them with joy, and I owned it like it was my own idea. Like, listen, guys, we're going to be doing this new thing. It's going to be super amazing. We're going to be involved. And man, I'm telling you, you would never have heard of me if I would have got offended and I would have quit and I wouldn't have been faithful. See, not a lot of people hear about this story, though, because you know why? Because I'm living a quiet life. I don't need all the noise. Man, I'm going to be faithful in the quiet place and I'm going to do it with joy. So I'm going to encourage you, those right now that may be faithful, you know, in the quiet place. And you don't feel like you're getting recognized. You don't feel like you're getting the the clout you deserve. I'm telling you, dude. I'm telling you, sis. You need to enjoy the quiet life. You need to find your joy. Realize that it's God who has you in this place right now. And it's to grow you. It's to equip you. It's to empower you. When you know you got in the quiet place and you heard direction from the Lord saying, I need to be here, then be here. But be here with joy. If you're not here with joy, then do yourself and everyone a favor and quit. But that's only if you want to miss out on the fruitfulness of what God has for you. But if you're saying, oh, sweet, man, I, I, I want to see growth in my life. I want to see change. Then one, you need to get back to the quiet place and see where is God have you in this season. And wherever he has you, then you need to be faithful in it. And faithful in it with joy. And when you do that, I'm telling you, you're going to see fruit explode in your life. Right? So in this, living a quiet life. In a quiet life, you're going to see two things. You're going to see a direction. You're going to hear direction from the Lord. You're going to get, um, you know, you're going to see growth. And why? Because it's going to come from faithfulness. Faithfulness equals growth. Find that focus, rhythm, momentum that you need to do. Faithfulness is quiet. Remember, Matthew 6, 1 through 6, you know, don't do as the Pharisees did, making everything they've done loud and noisy, but go back in the quiet place where no one knows what you're doing. Be faithful and adjust your attitude. Adjust your attitude. Remember, if it's the Lord. When you, when you hear his voice and you hear his direction, remember, he put you there then. And that means you just need to be open and ready to receive and do all that you can with fullness of joy. I end every podcast with a three-minute challenge, guys. All right. Again, I, you're, you're probably going to get tired of me saying this, but it doesn't make any sense to listen to something or read something or, you know, jot down what someone's saying from a message if you don't actually put into practice of what's being shared. So... Three-minute challenge. It's something that I encourage you guys to do three minutes after you end this podcast. And I want you guys to do this. Knowing what your focuses are, what habits do you need to put in place? For your three-minute challenge, I need you to put on the calendar, all right, and give yourself one hour, 
All right, because it's going to take a lot to just really go figure out what are my focuses right now and what do I need, you know, what habits do I need to put in place. Give yourself an hour. But right now, in these next three minutes, I just want you to pull out your calendar, block out an hour for yourself, and create good habits that are going to support your priorities. All right. If you need help with that, if you want an encouragement, if you just want to know how I've done that for myself personally, DM me at the Oswego Borrow Podcast. All right. Email me at hello at oswegoborrow.net. I'd love to hear with you. I'd love to help if uh, I can be of any help in any kind of way. But man, thank you guys for tuning in. And I'm just excited because we're going to grow. We're going to go to the next level because we're getting in focus. Love you guys. Peace.